This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the podcast for the Saints and Pelicans fans out there. I'm Sean Kelly, and our show today originates from Studio B, right here at the headquarters for both of our favorite teams on Airline Drive in Metairie, Louisiana. We have reached the end of the week. It's been a fun week, hasn't it? Had some great guests for sure, and the Pelicans are playing very well. And we have championship football online for us this Sunday. Yep, Pelicans win again last night. They beat the uh, Pistons 115-99. They've now won four of their last five. And uh, that moves the Pelicans now to 15-27 and on the season. Uh, we're seeing more and more complete games right now from the Pels, and, and that is, um, that's encouraging, especially during this all-important homestand. Five left on the homestand. The first two are already wins, and uh, we're seeing uh, not only standout performances from guys like Anthony Davis and uh, Ryan Anderson and Tyreek Evans, but really a team effort. As we saw last night, Omer Ashik had a season-high 12 points, and um, Drew Holiday had four assists. He also picked up a steal off the bench. The Pelicans bench also got seven from Alonzo G. A, a pretty good stack of minutes from Tony Douglas, who hadn't played in some time. Since January 10th, as a matter of fact, uh, he plays nearly 11 minutes last night and uh, and comes away with three steals to lead uh, all the Pelicans in that category. And uh, Davis, as I mentioned, sensational. 32 points, the bulk of it late in the ball game to help uh, seal the win for a Pelicans team that did not trail. Uh, there were no lead changes in, in last night's game, and they beat a Pistons team that had come in uh, with a win against the Rockets and a 23-19 and record overall. So Milwaukee coming up next. That'll be tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center, and I'll have details about that game for you uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Um, before I get to a little more Pelicans here, real quick, just want to mention that Dave Pash is on our podcast today. Dave is the um, the radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals, and he's going to finish up our preview of the NFC Championship this weekend between the Cardinals and the Panthers. That'll be the second game on Sunday, and then, of course, we have the AFC matchup, the Brady, uh, Tom Brady versus uh, Peyton Manning battle. Uh, that'll be the first game on Sunday. So those are our last uh, two Sunday games that don't say Super Bowl Sunday or regular season. So uh, it's coming down to it now. Uh, heck, that NFC Championship game doesn't kick off, I want to say, till 540 Central Time. But Dave Pash will be with us today. Dave also does uh, the NBA on ESPN. As a matter of fact, tonight he has the Golden State Warriors, so we'll ask him about that as well. All right, before we take our first break, there was a moment last night, and I mentioned Alonzo G uh, playing 29 minutes last night. He had seven points and nine rebounds. He's playing with a tremendous amount of energy off the bench. And uh, I visited with him at his locker after the game about uh, the way that he's been playing here of late, what's going on with this team, and also about this dunk. And uh, I'll share with you the radio highlight uh, from our broadcast last night, and then we'll get right into the interview with Alonzo. Holiday down the left side of the lane. Folder off the glass, way too hard. Rebounded by Davis, right of the rim. He'll fly it back up there. No, don't follow with the right hand. Zo, that's yeah, yeah. Alonzo G again with a great hustle play. And a smashing finish to the possession to take us to a timeout. First of all, Alonzo, I want to ask you about the dunk um, that Tyreek Evans says should be a top 10 play on one of the major sports shows tonight. Uh, yeah, no, no, 
the dunk that you made tonight should be uh, one of the top plays. That that kind of bounce that you're playing with right now, um, is there something new to your game that we're seeing? I don't know. I mean, uh, just just trying to play with a lot of energy. Um, you know, that's you know that's pretty much what I'm doing. Just trying to go out and just give my team a boost and just play hard, play hard as I can. Tell me about the play. Uh, I mean, by the time I got one, <laughs> uh, I mean, I just ripped through and, you know, I got to the rim and, you know, I just took it strong. Coach had been telling me just dunk the ball and, you know, that's what I, that's what I did. Alonzo, are you playing better uh, off the bench now than, say, you were as the starter? Um, does it Has it changed the tempo of what you're playing or the energy that you're able to give the minutes that you're asked to play? Um, I mean, I just think it's just, you know, just being comfortable with the group I'm, you know, I'm with out there and, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot easier, you know, when you're coming off the bench, you can see the floor of the game, you can see what you could do when you, when you get out there on the floor. So, um, I mean, I think it's a lot easier. <laughs> Four of the last five are wins. Why, why is, why does this team look different than say the first two months of the season? Uh, we, uh, we, we buying in, you know, um, we, we learning from our mistakes and, you know, we, you know, going out there and playing as hard as we can. When you look at the rest of this homestand, and you've won the first two now. Does does sometimes Alonzo's success breed success? Does it start to snowball in a positive way for you all? Uh, we just got to take it one game at a time and just you know try to focus on you know just you know getting every win we can. You know it's it's gonna be tough every night, so we just gotta grind it out. All right. So if one game at a time, Milwaukee. Tell me about what you might see in the Bucks on Saturday night. Ah, uh, they athletic team. Um, they've been playing pretty well, and you know we got to come focused and you know ready to play. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There were a couple great dunks last night, uh, but Alonzo's probably stands out more than anybody else. Again, Anthony Davis led the way with 30, 32 points. He had seven rebounds as well. Tyreek Evans with 22 points and 10 assists. It was his sixth double-double. And we're going to hear from Tyreek Evans and head coach Alvin Gentry, too, uh, about last night's win over the Pistons when we come back. fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, January 23rd against the Milwaukee Bucks. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Manilo, one last time. All the hits, all the joy, all the memories. Don't miss Barry Manilo at Smoothie King Center, Friday, January 29th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and the Smoothie King Center box office. All the hits, Manilo, one last time. For more info, see Manilo.com. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. 
Still to come here on this Friday, Dave Pash, radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals, get his thoughts on the Cardinals and their matchup with the Panthers in the NFC Championship game this weekend. Hey, back to last night and, and the 115-99 win over the uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, Tyreek Evans was our walk-off interview last night. It, we, we pick a star of the game or one of the stars of the game, and they visit with John DeShazer and myself on the radio before heading uh, to, the, um, to the locker room. So Tyreek Evans was our guy last night. As we mentioned, he picked up his sixth double-double, 22 points and 10 assists. He was all smiles, of course, after the 15th win of the season. One of our stars of the game is uh, joining us now courtside here at Smoothie King Center. He was the last man to touch the ball tonight. He also had two free throws to get himself to 22 points and 10 assists. It's his sixth double-double, and his name is Tyreek Evans. Reek, congratulations tonight. Thank you, appreciate it. It's, uh, it's another win, uh, obviously four in the last five. You guys said how important this homestand was. That's two straight here at home. Um, what a great start. Let's go with that. Uh, man, yeah, we definitely wanted to come out today and be uh, aggressive. You know, last game wasn't the way we wanted to come out, but we got the win, so uh, we learned from it. Like I said, we, we came out aggressive today. We didn't we didn't let up. We knew we had a game last night in Houston, so uh, we came out being aggressive, you know, and then, uh, the results showed at the end of the game. 26 assists on 46 made field goals. Uh, that's the kind of number, Tyreek, that should win you guys a lot of games. Yeah, definitely, I mean, especially when guys hitting shots. I mean, uh, we didn't think about the shots we took tonight. You know, we just let it go. We was open, we took it, you know. And that's the way Coach wants to play. If a guy open, take the shot, you know. Uh, and we did that tonight. You know, we did a good, good job moving the ball. Cole came in tonight and stepped up. You know, EG hurt. So, uh, you know, we got to keep playing like that. We got another tough game coming in Saturday, and then we got to be ready. Both of you guys can play the point. Um, so describe for me the uh, synergy between you and Norris and, and how that's going to work here moving forward. Uh, we just both, uh, you know, read off for each other. You know, we, we've been practicing for, for a good time with each other, you know, getting a, getting a hang of each other. You know, if a guy open and a guy out front, you know, we try to look for him, you know, and attack or get to the corner space and do that do that pick and roll. You know, that's tough for, for teams to guard us because we, we both can get to the basket and shoot the ball. So, uh, you know, me and him just play off for each other, you know, and uh, that's, that's how we're going to do it. So 68 first-half points, that's a new season high, uh, Tyreek. And then... A bit of a lull there in the third. Were you concerned at all? No, I wasn't concerned. I mean, uh, I mean it's NBA. I, I knew they was going to try to make a run, but uh, we just kept our composure. You know, Coach got a little mad at us, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, he's he, he going to be honest because he know we need this game. So, you know, uh, we, we went out there, you know, we, we picked it up. We uh, finished, the, finished the half off good. What's different here? We, we, you know, we talked at the start of our visit right here of you guys winning four of your last five. Look, this is a different team than perhaps what we saw in November and December. In your eyes, how so? I mean, it's tough. I mean, especially when guys are injured and we can't get that rhythm, you know, and uh, we got to, you know, keep playing to, to find that rhythm, you know, not missing missing training camp and things like that. And then uh, we, we trying to find the rhythm. So I think we found the rhythm. We learned the offense better. We, we, we know it better than we did in the beginning of the season. You know, all that stuff matters. So we're picking it up now and then showing. We're going to give a chance here to um, throw a little bouquet at your teammate, uh, Alonzo G. He <laughs> looks like a different guy off the bench than he was as a starter. It, it, are we exaggerating? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, I know he's playing good basketball for us right now, and that dunk was, was definitely should be a top ten tonight. So uh, he's playing good for us. You know, um, him and Dante have been playing great. You know, Q just got surgery. So, uh, you know, we're going to need him to keep it up. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, get some rest, um, and we'll see you on Saturday, okay? All right. All right, great to visit with Tyreek, and uh, good to get his thoughts also about tomorrow night's game against 
Milwaukee. Hey, Alvin Gentry uh, had a pretty funny comment or two here in his post game as well. He was in a good mood, as you might expect, after the win. Here was head coach Alvin Gentry um, with the media outside the Pelicans locker room last night. Congratulations, coach. It's an, it's another win here at home. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, uh, I thought the guys got off to a good start. You know, I thought we were really good. You know, the one thing that we talked about uh, pregame was that uh, they played last night and, you know, they're a really good transition team. So, but they played a game last night and we were going to see if we could push the pace to the point where, you know, we had an advantage there. And, uh, they're, they're, they're a real talented team. And, you know, you say, boy, we did a great job on Drummond. And then <laughs> you get the stat sheet. <laughs> the guy has 19 points and 22 rebounds. But, I mean, he, he, he really is a specimen. And I, I think if you just go back and where he started from and where he is now, his, improve, his improvement has been unbelievable. And then, uh, you know, you look at, uh, you know, KCP, I never pronounce his name. That's way too long. But uh, he's he's such a terrific player. And then Reggie Jackson is having an all-star uh, season, if you ask me. Uh, and this team is really good. But I thought we approached the game exactly like how we needed to approach it, you know, uh, trying to be really good from a defensive standpoint. Uh, I thought we got out and had good ball movement, 17 assists in the first half. I thought was really good. And then uh, I thought we made the extra pass tonight to find the open guy, so it worked out great. And then I thought Tyreek was really good, and Norris played great in, a, in this starting uh, a position. The one thing that we talked about with, with the whole team, and especially Norris, is that don't feel like you have to step in and replace, you know, our, uh, Eric. Uh, we just need everyone to do a little bit more, but not feel the pressure of feeling like you got to step in and do what he does for us. Yeah, it was a good a team. Good it was definitely a good team win. It was a it was a really good team win, and you know, AD is really playing, you know, at an MVP type level. And uh, when he does, excuse me, when he does, he opens up, you know, the the, the game for everybody else. So, uh, you know, it's a good win for us, and it's a, you know, we just keep looking defensively. How are we doing defensively? And you know, they shot 42 percent, and we matched them in rebounds, which is really tough to do with this team. You know, they're a very good offensive rebounding team. And, you know, as I said, I thought we fought hard on the board. And we did give up 18 offensive rebounds. We gave up probably five or six of them in the last six minutes of the game. Uh, so I just – I thought it was just a total team effort, and we did a, a, a really good job. And at some stage, everybody stepped up for us a little bit. When we were really struggling, Alonzo G came up with a huge basket for us. So I just think, you know, that's the way we have to play collectively in order to be good. Uh, I told him he doesn't have to hustle that hard. Okay? You know, we'll, we'll let that one go. We'll let that one ball go if he don't run through the seats and, and fall again. Okay? You get a lot of possessions in the game, so. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 we'll 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 make that one up, you know. Is this the way you envision this team playing when you first arrived and started crafting your your identity and your strategy? Well, I thought that we would be able to uh, play that way, tempo-wise, and then by spreading the floor. Uh, and and the thing that you don't see, I mean, if you look at Ryan's line, I mean, just to get up, you know, you know, he goes five for nine, but 
he just creates so many more things for other people on the floor uh, because they have to close out to him immediately, which is opens up driving lanes. So, you know, he makes it easier for Tyreek. It makes it easier for Drew, for Norris. Uh, so, like I said, this is this is kind of what I envision. You know, that that if we were healthy and and be able to run guys in and out of the game and be able to spread the floor that that there was a possibility that we could have this kind of situation. Okay, so game three of the homestand is tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center. The Milwaukee Bucks are in town. I'll share with you some details about that game uh, before we finish up here on this Friday. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the football side of things and visit with Dave Pash, radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, January 23rd against the Milwaukee Bucks. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We are upon another NFL weekend. We don't have very many left. As a matter of fact, we'll, we'll all be doing without NFL football this time next week, at least for a pause there between the championship games and the Super Bowl. And I think that Sunday's action is going to be pretty darn good. We've been talking all week about the games, and we'll continue that conversation here on this Friday with a good friend of ours. That's Dave Pash. He's the radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals, and he's kind enough to join us here on the Black and Blue Report. Dave, how are you, my friend? Good, Sean. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. If you don't mind, I'd like to have one foot in each of the weekends around us. Um, I know I'm going to have questions about what's to come this weekend, but, Dave, I can't help but ask about last weekend and that game against Green Bay. What, what, have, what have you been thinking about since that thriller uh, down in the desert? Yeah. Well, it was definitely surreal. It's the craziest game I've ever seen. Uh, just the final three minutes and 45 seconds, all that took place from the two Hail Marys on the final drive by Green Bay to the coin flip, the coin that wouldn't flip, like uh, you could come up with uh, – uh, a hallmark uh, mystery movie, the coin that wouldn't flip. Um, and then, uh, obviously, overtime winning it the way they did with Larry Fitzgerald on a shovel pass to a wide receiver. You just don't see that in the NFL. I mean, it just was insane and surreal. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's a 
you know, an omen. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, that, you know, it won't matter this weekend if the Cardinals don't win the game. Well, this is very true. Um, and, and I'm glad that you said that this was something like you've never experienced because I got to be honest, my friend, if you would have come on here today and said, well, you know, I've been there before and, uh, you know, it's, it reminds me of another time, I would have probably hung up the phone on you because I, <laughs> I can't imagine any of us ever having experienced a game with so many ups and downs. And, and, you, and you as the voice of a team are going to be riding that same roller coaster as the fans. Did, did that affect your call in any way? I mean, how were you able to kind of glide through it if you even could? Well, I mean, you certainly try to document the game and, and bring it to the fans the way they would want to hear it. Um, but when there's so much going on, it's, it's hard to do both. It's hard to document it, stay passionate uh, about it. You know, having uh, the, the two playoff years previously where the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl and then the year after that, there were some crazy games. I mean, the Super Bowl itself was a crazy finish on the mm-hmm. San Antonio Holmes catch. So, I mean, the Cardinals have had those types of games, not to the level which we saw last Saturday, but uh, our crew does have some experience doing wildness. Uh, the last time they played the Packers in the postseason, they had the highest scoring game in playoff history, 51-45 in overtime. That was the week before the Cardinals lost to the Saints, the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. So, you know, we've had some of that before. So yeah, I guess you're prepared in a way to expect something crazy like that, maybe not to that degree. Before I get to some more meatier questions here, um, in preparation for overtime and taking a moment to catch your breath from regulation, did you realize what was going on with the coin flip? Coin flip? I mean, sometimes we kind of all put our heads down, looking at our notes, getting our partner ready, that kind of a thing, and, and their coin flip would seem somewhat routine. Did you, did you happen to see and realize what was going on in the moment? No, I mean, we, we carry the audio of it, but I didn't have my binoculars pointed at the referee, Cleet Blakeman, at the time. So I just heard him say, you know, it didn't flip, it didn't flip. And I'd never heard that before. And then come to find out afterwards, it's not a rule. So um, I, I don't know what the proper protocol was to be for that. I don't, you know, you could look back and say, hey, that, that played a role because, you know, Aaron Rodgers claims he would have changed his call. Um, on the next coin flip, who knows? But I just, and then seeing the replay of it and watching a, a coin not flip, I mean, you've never seen that before. How does it not flip? Maybe Cleet was a little bit nervous. I don't know. It and could, that's why it just stayed straight. There's there's talk this week that Cleet's going to be the, the referee for the Super Bowl. Are you, are you hearing that? I've heard that as well. Um, I'll say this. I, I did not think overall their crew did a very good job last week, uh, but it may not have been him. I mean, again, they're going to have a mixed crew at the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, and they're, they're going to look at the body of the work over the course of the year. I, I trust the league when it comes to picking the right crew. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of good referees. I do think he's one of them. I did not think their crew had a particularly good day, and it wasn't just from a Cardinal standpoint. I think they missed some stuff with the Packers as well. Um, and so, uh, but, uh, yeah, I have heard that um, is the likely – guy that's going to get the call it's, it is interesting um let me ask you this whether it be bruce arians or carson palmer or what we watched larry fitzgerald do for his team late what kind of an impact will that type of game last weekend have upon this one here against carolina well it's a good question because i think they were a little tentative last week offensively i think you could see the nerves and the pressure uh wearing on carson palmer so 
it could go one of two ways. Does he say, okay, that's over with. I got the playoff win. Now I can relax and go back to being the guy I was during the regular season. Or because it's a bigger game and the pressure is mounting and you don't know how many chances you're going to get to make it to the Super Bowl, does it, does it result in uh, another subpar performance? And he did play better in the second half. But overall, it, it was not a great game for him. And there's no doubt it, it's all about him. I, I should, shouldn't say that. I mean, the offensive line has to protect, and that's a chore this week. But ultimately, it's going to be, you know, which quarterback plays better on Sunday, which it usually is in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think you just kind of started my next uh, portion of our visit here, and that is this. When, you, when, you, when Dave, when you have two of the best offenses of the season and two of the best defenses of the season, rightfully so playing for the chance to, to go to Super Bowl 50, um, the conversation, how do you start to pull things off the pile and, and, and preview a football game such as this? Well, there's no doubt. I mean, Cam Newton's had an MVP year. I think he's the most improved player in the NFL. He's become uh, a great quarterback, not just uh, for, known for his running, um, but, I mean, he, he's a pocket passer now, and it's just amazing watching where he came from last year when they were 3-8-1 and one going into December and then even watching the, the, their win against the Cardinals in the playoffs last year. He, he just was kind of all over the place. So uh, I'm just surprised at how far he's progressed as a passer. And, you know, that that's, you know, first and foremost is how do you stop him. And then I think, you know, the line of scrimmage, the Cardinals up front, against that terrific front seven for Carolina. Can the Cardinals avoid a second and 12, third and eight? Can they protect Carson? Can they get David Johnson going in the run game? Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of levels because I think if you can do that, then, you know, you're talking about the Cardinals receiving core against the Carolina secondary. I like that matchup for the Cardinals. But for that to happen, you, you've got to be able to protect the quarterback and not be in second and third and long all day. Health-wise, how are the Cardinals going into this thing? Very healthy. You know, the, obviously the, the big loss still is Tyron Matthew not having him. I think this could be a different game if he were healthy because how do you match up against Greg Olson? Uh, with Tyron, you could put him there. You could put Tyron on the outside. Um, if put Patrick Peterson maybe on Greg Olson a little bit. I'm going to be really interested to see how they cover him on third down. Um, they definitely miss Tyron, uh, but otherwise they're, they're pretty healthy. Do you in any way envision um, a game similar to the last one you've had or in any way look at the way that Carolina put a number on Seattle in the first half? Can you take the temperature of how this thing may start to work on late Sunday afternoon? Well, I think, you know, from Carolina's standpoint, you wonder what's their psyche. They club a team in the first half and then watch that team come back in the second half. Are they questioning themselves or are they saying, yeah, we took, you know, uh, we took it easy in the second half. We know if we just are intense in the first half, we're going to roll. You know, I was having a discussion with uh, my broadcast crew today. If you're the Cardinals, how do you feel if you're trailing going into the second half? Do you feel okay with Carson Palmer playing from behind because maybe the pressure isn't on if you're playing from behind? Strange way of looking at it, but sometimes that's true. Mm-hmm. Or if you're ahead and you're trying to, to win the game in the fourth quarter and you have a lead, you're trying not to make mistakes. Um, what would you rather have? It is interesting. A lot of our guys are saying they'd almost rather have the Cardinals come from behind the way um, this team is is built. I'm not sure I'd buy that. I think I'd rather have a four-touchdown lead going into the fourth. But I, I get uh, I, I get the idea that if you're, if you're down in the game, certainly doesn't mean it's over because the Cardinals have so much firepower. I just think they've got to relax. 
and somehow not let the pressure uh, become too much of a factor in the game. Voice of the Arizona Cardinals, Dave Pash with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Dave, real quick here. Um, you know, if the Cardinals prevail this weekend and you're off the Super Bowl 50, you know, that'll be two weeks of uh, uncovering all kinds of stories and they'll be looking for every angle to talk about each of the two teams still standing. Uh, for you, uh, having been with that team since the start of training camp, is there a story about this season or was there an occurrence this season that, that you will remember most about this campaign um, that would be worth telling in the next two weeks if they're the team that represent the NFC? Well, I don't know that there's any story that really hasn't been uncovered, but I do think the, uh, the Larry Fitzgerald story is, is just remarkable. Uh, a decade after he set the team record for catches, he, he breaks it in a year that people thought he might catch 40 passes. He's being phased out of the offense. He's not a fit here anymore. When Bruce Arians got the job, um, Bruce was very hard on Larry. He made a lot of mental mistakes in the offense. It just looked like it was going to have a, an unhappy ending, as so many uh, times it does in sports. For a, for a veteran great player, but here we are. Um, if the Cardinals win, the greatest Arizona Cardinal of all time, in my opinion, uh, leading his team to the Super Bowl at, at his age, doing it the way he's done it, having um, set records uh, from his Super Bowl run in 2008, the game last week against Green Bay. Um, he is uh, the centerpiece of the team. He's the heartbeat of the team. And yeah, if they win, it's a great story. Really, I think most mostly because of Fitz. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's a busy weekend for our guest. Obviously, we're talking about his assignment on Sunday. He's got college basketball to take care of on Saturday. And then tonight, he'll be calling the uh, Golden State Warriors and the Indiana Pacers on the big television. Um, are you ready for the Warriors, uh, Dave Pash? Have you been watching this team, like many of us, as as if we're watching some video game play out? Yeah, they're just sensational. I remember being, I was pretty young working in Chicago when uh, the Bulls had their run. And, you know, what I recall about that team was just their intensity every night. And the Warriors are the same way. They, they just, as you know, Sean, for calling 82 games a year, it's, it's hard as a broadcaster to get up for 82 games. And we see the players, you know, it happens back to back. You come off an overtime game, you don't play well. I just think they made a statement with their loss at Detroit to bounce back and beat Cleveland and Chicago by 30-plus each. Mm. Just tells you they're they're on a mission. Uh, they're the best team in the league. Now they haven't played San Antonio. They still have four games with the Spurs. Can't wait for those games. But uh, I am uh, I, I just am in awe of what the Warriors have done so far. How will you uh, How will you try and put Golden State and Indiana in some kind of a frame here, knowing that San Antonio is coming up here, and based on what you've seen, that you can't help but gush all over the Warriors. Can you put the Warriors into a singular moment? Is that hard to do? I think it is hard to do. I think it just, you know, Steph Curry and what he means to that team. Um, you know, the thing that Indiana has going for it is they have a great player in Paul George. And despite having some injuries and an inconsistent lineup and, you know, a lot of role players around Paul George, they've, they're they over 500. Uh, and they've beaten some good teams. Um, you know, they, they played the Warriors. Uh, they did not play the Warriors very well at all in their first meeting. They were down 30 in the third. Um, so, you know, it, it you hope it doesn't get ugly for our sake, so we have more, a lot to talk about. But you could, the way the Warriors are going, I mean, they, could, they can blow out anybody. They just blew out the the Bulls and the Cavs on the road. And back you, back games. And even when they blow teams out, it's fun to watch because you don't believe what you're watching. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's true. 
All right, Dave Pash, um, I wish you uh, safe travels this weekend, number one, um, and number two, uh, a, a really strong, secure voice through Sunday night. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do it, yeah, but all you. the best, yeah. Thanks, Sean. No, yep. I appreciate it, and yep, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, NFC Championship again on Sunday. We've heard from Mick Mixon this week. Now, Dave Pash, I think we're all set for the NFC side of things. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminex. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminex entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminex does it all. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. We are just about ready to put the wraps on a week of the Black and Blue Report here. And uh, here are the notes that I uh, promised you about tomorrow night's game against the Milwaukee Bucks on the Pelican side. Uh, tomorrow night is Osher Health and Fitness Night. So the first 8,000 fans in attendance tomorrow night will be receiving a phone armband courtesy of Osher. You know the ones that you, you stick your iPod or your iPhone or or Android in, in, into that slot, it wraps around your arm and you can get your workout uh, going without the need for uh, pockets. I know I'm over-explaining things, but that's exactly what it is. And we'll hand out 8,000 of those tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center with a big thanks to uh, Oshner. Tickets starting as low as uh, 24 bucks tomorrow night. You can call 525-HOOP. That's 525-HOOP. Uh, and you can also use that number or go to pelicans.com to uh, make use of the uh, Pierce Party Pack special going on for the ball game as well. Um, Pierce Party Pack, probably the best way to get either a larger group or the family to the game. Look, you can order through that pack three or more tickets. Everybody in the group gets a combo meal, and then you all get a free throw experience with Pierre uh, himself at the end of the game. Uh, they'll start as low as 48 bucks. That package would normally cost you $110. So take advantage of that. They do sell out. There is a limited number of um, Pierre's party packs available for the select dates that the uh, Pelicans do that special. Again, pelicans.com or 525-HOOP. Uh, for more information on that. One last note about tomorrow. Tip-off is at 6 p.m. Remember, those Saturday tip-offs are just an hour earlier. So 6 Central tomorrow night. That will also be broadcast time uh, for tip-off on the Pelicans Radio Network and on television at Fox Sports New Orleans. Both of those entities uh, have pregame shows that start at 5.30 Central tomorrow. Uh, the Pelicans will be back home on Monday, so we'll talk about that game on Monday, and we'll also have a, a great guest on Monday to have. It, it, we're, we're very excited to have uh, Benjamin Watson tied into the New Orleans Saints uh, with us on the Monday Black and Blue Report, and that'll start off a new week of podcasts for you as that homestand continues for the Pelicans, and uh, we'll know who's playing in the Super Bowl as well. So we'll have lots to talk about, and we'll look forward to seeing you uh, here with us next week. 
So that'll do it for us on this Friday. Thanks again to Dave Pash of the Arizona Cardinals. Also, Tyreek Evans, Alvin Gentry, and Alonzo G. We hope you have a great weekend, everybody. Stay warm. Enjoy the parades, too, uh, and also Pelicans basketball tomorrow night. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.